0: Now record for human life to the Can they catch it? While he takes off the shirt he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 he's bare chested and banging his chest now he runs the opposite way he runs at the 50 he runs at the 40 the guy is drunk but there he goes the 20 they're chasing him they're not going to get him waving his arms bare chested Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes the from the blue Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. I'm talking about Paul's dip. I'm talking about Paul's deep! presentation balls deep with Devin and what's up guys welcome to our week nine balls deep pick'em. uh every week you if you guys have been watching we go through uh three games with our lock and pick for the week uh of each week in the nfl um last week both Devin and i were three and two um and our seasonal records, Devin is currently 26 and 14. He's killing it. I am 19 and 21. Uh, slowly closing the gap. Uh, you know, had a positive <laughs> week last week. I'm going 5 0 this week. You know what I mean? we got to have that confidence every week. So uh, we're going to start with our first game. Our first game this oh, week is. This guy stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this week uh, our first game of this week is Seattle versus Buffalo. Uh Devin, who you got in this game? Um
1: uh, last week I picked against Seattle. Uh I thought I thought if you know Grapple could limit his, his turnovers, they could you know pull it off. But well, that ain't happened. So uh I'm going to stick with Seattle this week. Mm-hmm. And uh against their, in their matchup with Buffalo. Buffalo did look better in terms of uh running the ball this season against New England. It was a close one until that fumble. And um, I think this is going to be an off game for uh, Josh Allen. And, and, but I'm leaning to say it's going to be a low-scoring game, but the Seattle defense has told me it uh, ain't going to happen. So high-scoring game. I do think Josh Allen's going to have a decent game. I think they're going to lean more on the run this time around. But I think turnovers on Josh Allen's part is going to, you know, lead to a victory in Seattle's part. And no shame in the game of Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is a bad man. My MVP prediction on the season is, you know, slowly but surely making it happen.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle as well. Um... Obviously, Seattle uh, won last week. They had a great week. Um, Like DK Metcalf said, the Russell Wilson MVP hype train is back. So um, he killed it last week. Um, Seattle's receivers have been on fire uh, with Tyler Lockett having an insane week and then DK Metcalf having an insane week the next week. Um, I think they continue that mostly because the Bills have kind of really looked like a shell of themselves. Uh, from what they looked like right in the beginning of the season i mean they looked like they were ready to take the afc east they were, looked like they were ready to be like a real team and then uh um they've kind of just looked flat recently um yeah
1: their offense s- has died down yeah so it's not I mean, as explosive
0: i'm looking for it to just trend the same way um seattle's been a lot more consistent um obviously like i said their offense is really clicking their defense is kind of struggling uh, but like you said, I expect a high scoring game just because I do think Seattle's offense our defense, like you said, isn't good. But um, I, like the Bills offense just hasn't been getting things going. So I do think it's high scoring, but I don't think it's going to be too close. I'm not saying massive blowout, but I, I think that Seattle wins comfortably. Um, yeah. I'm, would, I'm
1: interested to see uh, who Tredavis White guards. Uh, my assumption would be DK. But I think whoever he doesn't guard is gonna have a huge game. A huge and for game. for your sake, you better hope it's not uh, Tyler Lockett because uh, he might have himself a huge game again. <laughs> if Josh Omers guarding him, it's fry time.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, now we're gonna move on to our second game of the week, which is the Baltimore Ravens against the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I'm gonna is go. Issue. This is gonna yeah, be a good game. I think it's gonna be a good game. However, um. I'm going to lean towards Baltimore on this one. Um, A battle of two really good defenses. However, I trust the offensive play and the quarterback play of the Ravens a lot more than I do the Colts. Ultimately, I think Phillip Rivers is going to be the problem here. Um, Baltimore Ravens defense is known for, you know, forcing turnovers, known for making turnovers happen. Uh, You know, a lot of versatile players, a lot of ball hawks. I think Phillip Rivers, um, I mean, as he's done... This entire season, Um, I think he's just going to make a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) um, But, yeah, I mean, he's just really struggled with the turnovers this season, Um, almost giving games away at times. Um, And I think that's another – I think that's what happens here, except obviously the Ravens pull this one off. I just trust Lamar Jackson uh, and the Baltimore Ravens offense a lot more than I do uh, the Colts offense with Phillip Rivers at the helm.
1: For me, it's not as easy, you know, to pick this, this game. Initially, when I seen this game, I thought, Ravens, easy. That's it. But now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, Baltimore has looked like a shell of itself, like you said about Buffalo. They don't look the same like the same team that they were last year. Lamar Jackson doesn't look like the MVP that he was last year. He's not having that MVP season. Um, It looks like teams have kind of figured him out. Uh, they're forcing him to throw and he doesn't look nearly as impressive. It doesn't help that they lost their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, for the season. Um, you kind of seen the difference that he made in this like post-injury against against the Steelers last week. Uh, the Ravens should have won that game, but as we both know, we picked them, they lost. So, yeah. and, and, indeed, their defense is really good, and I think they're going to force Lamar to, to fumble. Not fumble, uh, turn over the ball, I should say. Um, But the one X factor is going to be, you know, the the performance of Baltimore's running backs and, you know, Lamar Jackson using his legs. I think you, the difference maker will be, like, Lamar Jackson's run, running. I don't know if, you know, Indy's defense is suited to, you know, stop that. And I'm going to pick Baltimore for the simple fact that Indy lost Jonathan Taylor or for at least this week, right. And Phillip Rivers, I think like you said, I don't trust him, especially against a defense a defense like Baltimore. I think Baltimore is going to bounce back, put pressure on Phillip. I'm not going to say they're going to sack him because Indy's offensive line is really good, but they're going to put pressure on him. I don't think that run game is going to help at all against Baltimore, and I think they're going to force Phillip Rivers to throw, and that's where the mistake is going to you know, happen. I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game, though. Um, I think this is going to be a defensive battle. so. Just watch out, Lamar Jackson. We need you here, and we're gonna, you know, shift over to our final key matchup of the week. I know before, uh, I think it was week one, we forgot this matchup on the weekly pick'em, so we had to go back and re-record it. But we ain't gonna forget it this time, or I won't forget it this time, at least. Uh, so New Orleans is playing Tampa, but I think this matchup is gonna be uh, a bit better than the first one. I mean. You know, the Saints are getting Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back. They they just made a trade. They they won't have him for, you know, this game. But they're still the Saints. They're still a pretty impressive team. And then you have the Bucks, who looked a lot better recently than, um, in comparison to what they did week one. And they're only getting Antonio Brown. Uh, it's nothing. Uh, they're getting him for this matchup. And... Mm-hmm. It should be very interesting I mean outside of last or this past week with them playing the Giants they've been they've looked very explosive but against the Giants that defense you know kind of slowed it down but I think with Antonio Brown coming and joining that offense I think they're going to be a bit more explosive and that's the reason why I'm going to pick Tampa uh, for this for this matchup pick New Orleans last time I'm gonna pick Tampa this time. I just think you know Antonio Brown is going to be the difference maker. I don't think they're going to be able to single play uh, single coverage on him and Mike Evans and be able to succeed. I think that Saints defense isn't like their offense at all.
0: Um, I'm leaning towards the Saints here. Um, uh, I think the Giants uh, kind of gave. Obviously, the Giants defense played really well um, against Tampa Bay's offense, uh, but I think offensively. They kind of gave the recipe on what you're supposed to do against that Tampa Bay defense. I mean, they got the ball out quick. Saints are getting Michael Thomas back. We know we how much they love their slant routes, how much they love, love to give Michael Thomas the the ball on slants. So getting the ball out quick. I mean, ultimately the difference between the Giants winning, and losing that game was their quarterback play, <laughs> which I think obviously uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees is uh, not Daniel Jones. A lot better than Daniel Jones. What's up, I say? <laughs> So I think the difference between uh, winning and losing really was the quarterback play for the Giants. And that's why I think that the Saints win. Like I said, I mean, getting the ball out quick to a receiver like Michael Thomas, who I said, like who I said loves the slant route. Um, we saw what the Giants run game was able to do. Um, and having Alvin Kamara, a better running back than anybody the Giants currently have on the running back staff, um, who can also catch passes in the backfield, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game um, oh, for sure. But and I, but I got the scenes coming on with
1: this one. I, I don't know. I just like this matchup for uh, Tampa. I think, regardless of how many snaps t- uh, Antonio Brown plays, whether it's ten or the all hundred percent of the snaps, I think you know, I think he's going to make a difference while he's on the field. Whether he does anything, that's to be seen. But I just think that when he's on the field, the defense has to worry about him. There's no question about it. He's one of the greatest receivers to touch the field. Yeah. Um, especially in recent years. Um, and I, I think if he's anything like we last seen of him, it's going to be a, a problem. He would in New England the when that one game that he played, he was, was scoring touchdowns. So I'm mean, totally expecting that to happen. Um, and Lord Leonard Fournette, um, he looked pretty good at the end of last game. So. Yeah. He if he can continue that that that'll be good for Tampa heading into this game. Or the their defense the Saints defense hasn't really been able to stop the run, so they need the running backs to come out strong for them uh, in that matchup. And we're gonna go and head into our lock picks of the week. Um, I'll, I guess I'll start, and my game is actually the Monday night game. Uh, last time I picked this team, they disappointed me. Uh, but New England, come on, you got you got to come through for me this time around. Um, you're playing the Jets. I think that's pretty explanatory on why I'm picking them. Uh, but I think New England's going to bounce back this week. They don't really have any weapons on offense to help Cam. I think Cam is being his game, his performance last week or this past week was overshadowed by the fumble, the late fumble, uh, which lost him the game. But I think outside of that fumble, he had a, a very solid game. And I think he'll continue that this time around. And they'll come out with a victory. I think Damian Harris played a big role in the game against Buffalo. And I think it'll continue uh, against the Jets, who really can't stop anyone. And... I think the defense is going to just be what it, it normally is, and it looked better last week. But I think the defense is going to have a few scores uh, this week.
0: Uh, my locks is going to be the Steelers against the Cowboys. I mean, and for good reason. Um, the Cowboys are dumpster fire uh, right now. They have their defense is atrocious. They're playing with a third string quarterback. Uh, who's going up against the best defense in the entire NFL? Um, that game is not going to be close. Uh, the Steelers are clicking on awesome. There's um, all three of their receivers Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith, Schuster, Claypool, their top three receivers are probably all going to have 100 yard games. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a long day for Cowboys. It's going to be a long day for Cowboys fans. Uh, because, like I said, I think overall right now the Steelers look like the best team in the NFL, and the Cowboys really haven't figured out anything. I mean, it's gonna be a long. It was
1: a long day for NFL fans watching that Sunday Night Football game against the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, it it was just crazy just watching that game. It, I was like, this game is terrible, and I would laugh at how terrible these two teams are, but. My team lost to both of these fucking teams and <laughs> it was just as bad. <laughs> so, hey I uh,
0: called the, I called the Giants Bucks. I had the Bucks as my lot. I said that the game would be close. I said that the Giants have an opportunity to win. I knew they would blow it.
1: Yeah, but the Giants lost to both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Both games they should have won. But they, they choked and they lost. And you see you see that fucking game was terrible on TV. Um so I don't even know what to think because the Giants lost to both teams. So I don't even know what to think about that team. Like we're in every game, except every game, except for the 49ers game. And we seem to blow it. But with that, I'm going to lead into my upset pick and I'm actually just going to go with the Giants. Um, They seem to, you know, like I said, be in every game, but they blow it, but they didn't blow it against Washington. And that's exactly who they're playing this week. um, and they're going against Washington. I don't know how much more you want me to say. Uh, it was a very close game, and hey, it was a very close game last time around. I think it's going to be a very close game this time around. Daniel Jones showed some bright spots at the end of last game. Uh, he still had his turnovers, and I think he needs to, you know, sure that up if he, if he wants a job in New York moving forward. But I think he. I think he'll, he'll still have his turnovers, but he'll have a game where it's good enough for us to win. I think that defense is what's going to lead the Giants to victory, and
0: we're going to get what win number two, two and seven. Here we go. I, I think that. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a defensive battle, but obviously, I mean, we faced a, a lot better defense in Tampa Bay, and we were capable of getting the offense going. A lot more, uh, you know, creative play calling by Garrett. So I will yeah, be obviously looked,
1: the, the creative play calling looked good. Like, uh, yeah. was it last night? Yeah, yeah,
0: last night. So I'm actually surprised that there are under, an underdog. Um, but with that being said, I'll lead. I'll go into my underdog or my upset pick, um, which is the Saints for that New Orleans Tampa Bay game. I kind of already said it. I mean, offensively, I feel like the Giants kind of gave the game plan on what to do against that Tampa Bay defense. Um, But ultimately it just comes down to the fact that the Saints actually have the high caliber players in which to finish the game out. Uh, You know, a quarterback that's not gonna throw, you know, two interceptions and, you know, a late two point convert, get the late two point conversion or the convert two point conversion throw out late. Um, You know, they have a lot better running back in Alvin Kamara who's better than any running back the Giants have on the committee. Who can also, who is also dangerous in the, you know, in his ability to catch passes. Um, and like I said, Michael Thomas, who, if you want to get the ball out quick, he loves that slant route, and he's capable of taking that slant route to the house every time. Um, so I think I do think they're gonna uh, make it a tough day on that Bucks defense, as are the Bucks to their defense. Um, but I do think it's probably gonna come down to one possession. Um Drew Reeves having it at the end of the game. I think
1: they win it. I mean, the past couple of games have been very close and I would like to say that the, the offense hasn't looked all that good as of late. But then you also gotta give them credit that they've been missing Michael Thomas practically for the whole season. Yep. He's only played a handful of games. And all they all really have had on offense is Alvin Kamara because Emmanuel Sanders has missed the past two games with COVID and um he should be back, too. So, yeah. Drew Brees is going to get his uh, entire, you know, weapons ready and suited for, uh, I believe, is Sunday night. Um, so, it should be a very interesting game. Like you said, I think it's going to be high-scoring. I, however, picked Tampa. So, we'll see how that goes. But I, I'm expecting a very good game. Hopefully, it's a lot better than uh, what we've seen this past Sunday night football. And... Uh, I think that's match. That is gonna be it's gonna be unmatched. I think it's gonna be yeah. a great battle between two great quarterbacks. And, and
0: um, hopefully the Saints win that game because if they don't, it's automatic two losses for me on the week. Yeah, you don't so need that. I'm you, going you, big you with need, I'm I'm going big with them. You, <laughs> you
1: need you need to hit five hundred. <laughs> so uh, hey, now that we want balls deep on uh, now that we want balls deep on you know NFL. Week nine with you know our pick'em, uh, we're going to end it right here and just let you know. Go tune into episode twenty-seven. Uh, it, sh- it should be out, so just go check that out uh, and follow us on social media. On Instagram, we put up a post every Friday and Saturday. We sh- will be coming out with some content. Uh, Saturdays are for our NFL uh, weekly pick'em, and um, just make sure to you know comment, hit us up in our DMs, uh, let us know about, you know, any topics you want us to cover, or, you know, what you think about what we're, you know, producing. We want to interact and we can't get better uh, if you guys don't let us know what we need to improve on, and we can't continue to do what you you guys enjoy if you guys don't let us know. So, you know, just hit us up, let us know. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys, thank you, and uh, see you next week. After Jovan, you know, goes five and zero oh, like he always says. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love. I'm talking about balls deep. My boy's talking about
0: balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love. Yo, what's
1: up, everybody? King Triple C here. The Olympic champ, the flyweight champ, and the bantamweight champion of the world. In other words, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Man, that's right. Anyhow, I want to give a special shout out to Devin and Jovan. I know you guys have started your podcast, Balls Deep. With Devin and Jovan, I want to congratulate you guys. And I want to tell everybody that's out there that doesn't know about them. So you guys follow them. Subscribe to them. And you guys make sure to follow them on all your social media
0: platforms. Because if you don't, you guys can bend and need a triple C.